Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. It is Wednesday, November the 25th, 2020. Your host this week, myself, Lee and Reed. Hi. Just chowing down on some lunch. I finished. Finished. Uh, you know, I'm I'm looking for some news here. There's 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 quite a bit of gaming news, like not not anything huge and, and outstanding, but there's a lot of little things we can touch upon. Uh, but then while scrolling, there's a number of articles on Polygon about horse girls, uh, and one such article is just entitled "Aragorn is a horse girl." Okay. Um, as a gamer, these are the kind of articles that are important to me. Yeah. Read, read what say you. Is Aragorn a horse girl? <laughs> Look, a horse girl... I, I don't know what a horse girl is, but in my head it means one of two very different fucking things. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going with the your mind's out of the gutter definition of horse girl here. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, like, po- like ponies, you know, girls like... like po- yeah, that, that kind of horse girl. I don't like. I don't remember at any point during the books nor the movies where Aragorn specifically is like, "Man, horses! Horses are awesome." Does Aragorn have canonically one horse the whole time? Not that I'm aware of. It's not named. The only horse that I'm aware of is named in books outside of the Silmarillion is Shadowfax. God damn, Tolkien's keeping the uh, the horses down. But it's been not a long Un- time since I read the Lord of the Rings. So <laughs> uncredited in the book. Just a horse. So maybe Aragorn isn't a horse horse girl after all. No. There, girl. <laughs> we have we got Red Dead in the news, actually. Before we do that, let's talk about what we've been playing. Reed. Sure. Uh, you you mastered Demon Souls. Yes, I finished Demon Souls for the first time. My last Souls game that I needed to beat that I said before the remaster that I would never play because I didn't fucking want to. But uh, huh. I did. <laughs> So on Friday night, basically, I just, like, I was like, all right, it's time to, like, not be bad at this game anymore, and then I just fucking crushed it. So looking back on my, on the, on the game itself, I actually only died to one boss, and that was the Dragon God. It sounds impressive, but once you realize that Demon Souls, like, 98% of bosses are just gimmick bosses, and there's only, like, two actual just dudes that you fight... Not so that. are you like you've watched people play through Demon Souls before? Yes. So you weren't necessarily surprised by well, any of the bosses. I do, shouldn't do say you, like I've been, yeah. I haven't like I've seen people play it while I've been playing video games out of the corner of my eye. I haven't seen an actual playthrough, so the game was very fresh for me. I knew okay, you weren't using a strategy guide or anything. No, no, no. Boss. You no, the, like the most I knew going in was like throw firebombs at Phalanx. Don't let the everybody old, knows that. Yeah, don't let the old <laughs> hero see you. Like. That's it. Uh, so yeah, a lot of these bosses were really easy, and uh, especially with the way I play Dark Souls to grind up, very easy. Uh, overall, Demon Souls, my thoughts, the actual remaster, remake, whatever you want to call it itself, is fucking unbelievable. Uh, I've said before, but the graphics, the sound quality, the design of the, of the sound, um, just the way it feels, how quick it is, the constant 60 frames per second, I can't put over enough how good of a job blue note did on this remaster remake like it's fucking flawless yeah. uh, their, their other notable remake was they did the uh shadow of colossus ps4 version yeah and i heard uh, that also did a really good job yeah on. and i heard that was very well received too um so i have a question what uh dark souls 2 well, I, uh, first I, I, sin or whatever the hell it's called yeah the, the version that's like the master quest where it mixes up locations of items and, and enemies and stuff like that had a glitch where, because the game ran in 60 frames per second, there was a glitch where 
your weapons would act like they hit an enemy multiples of times instead of just once. So your your weapons and things like that would degrade very quickly. As far as I know, they never patched this I've, in that version of the I, game. I never experienced that when I played Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin. So Okay. Um, I, I, I bought it on launch, and I remember that being like a, a known thing. So I'm assuming no, they, they fixed it. Because like, you, you would take down two enemies and your sword would, would break. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that problem. But overall, with uh, actual Demon Souls itself and the greater overall series of souls, level design-wise, easily the hardest in the series, in my opinion. It's fucking punishing. Lots of tight corridors. Uh, very long distances between you and the boss with, like, no respawn rates and very few shortcuts in comparison to Bloodborne or Dark Souls 1, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it challenges, like, like not I'm not saying it needs more skill, but the the levels are designed in such that you have to battle your way through them each time, whereas yeah. in Dark Souls games I would absolutely kind of just, I yeah. would absolutely say for Demon Souls that the challenge is not the bosses, it's the path to the bosses. The bosses themselves are very easy. I found Maneater just to be, like, a way easier Ornstein Smog. Um, and Old King sure. Gallant, any boss in Bloodborne is harder than Old King Gallant, in my opinion. Uh, he's slow, he's telegraphed, like, I don't see how, I don't see how if you've played a previous Souls game, you would have a problem with this boss. Um, so are you saying, like, like have they ramped up the, the comp, how complicated bosses are since no. Demon Souls? Dude, You're saying that, like, Demon's, like, like, as the, yeah. <clears throat> like, what I'm saying for Demon Souls is that it's, it's a remake in the sense that they've redone everything, but they haven't changed a thing about actual Demon Souls. How the bosses operate, the timing of the attacks, uh, the gimmicks, everything is the same. The only boss I'm aware of that changed in any way was the Armored Spider, and he simply got a move that forces you to go back to the beginning of the tunnel, so the fight wasn't over in two seconds. <laughs> yeah, uh, besides that, enough. even the Dragon God boss, which everybody hated from the original, there's not a single person that's like, fuck yeah, Dragon God, my favorite boss. They still left him completely unchanged. Um, Isn't Dragon God where you're like you're you're beating up statues or something in a room? You're beating up pillars so you can yeah. get past them while you're hiding behind columns so he doesn't see you. It's a horrible fucking boss fight. No one likes it, and they kept it the exact same. Uh, I popped for that boss fight only because it reminded me of the T Rex box fight from uh, Jurassic Park for the Genesis. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So I would say the challenge from Demon Souls comes from the actual level design and getting to the bosses rather than the bosses themselves, especially like the Storm King's area. Storm King himself is like the easiest boss in the fucking game, but his path to him is the hardest in the game. It's these fucking. He, he's got that. Yeah, there's like a church with like a reaper or something in it, right? Yeah, there's reapers that send out ghosts at you that can ambush you as they hide into the dark. You have to go into the sides of mountains with little trails as skeletons fucking roll towards you and try to push you off. <laughs> and then you go to another side and there's like the bigger gold skeletons with huge fuck you swords that will just two-shot you anyway. Uh, it's a speedrunner's nightmare, that area. Um, hmm. Especially their version of Blighttown, the depraved area. It's like Blight Town if Blight Town was six times more dark and you couldn't see fuck all. Also, like, there's no actual path and there's a bunch of trolls only on the good path. It was a horrible area. Do they? Does it make you sad to think that they pulled the trigger so quickly on a Dark Souls remaster that we probably won't see yes. Dark Souls on these consoles? Yes, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, it, it's a shame. Like when I when I was done playing this game, I'm like fuck, I really want Blue Note to do Dark Souls One now because I'd much rather play Dark Souls One than Demon Souls yeah. again. Not that Demon Souls is bad. Like I said, this game is absolutely fantastic. But the bosses leave a lot to be desired, in my opinion, and to be expected. This is the first game in the entire series. Um, yeah, what's interesting about that, like, is that Sony doesn't have as ready access to Dark Souls as it does Demon Souls, as Dark Souls, like, stupidly went to to Namco, right? So it's not even up to Sony to to remake those other games again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically my thoughts of Demon Souls. Absolutely fantastic game. Very glad I spent my ninety dollars on a Canadian. Uh, I've already Damn. started a second playthrough. I'm doing a, tons of invasions and stuff like that. I'm having a great time with it. Are you in the hall of uh, it, it, at the top of the Nexus? Uh, isn't there like a hall of hall of fame? There's, yeah, like, you but you have to yeah. you have to do very specific things in certain categories to reach there. It's like most invade kills, most like quickest run, uh, most demons killed. Like I would have to like I, those go only to people who stream the game for a living. Or don't do anything except for play Demon Souls because they're in quarantine. I still have to go to work for eight <laughs> hours a day, and then I have to come home and shower and cook food. Like, are you I, trying to imply that the only thing stopping you is the need to work and and take care of your hygiene? Yes. Otherwise, yes. that would be a, a yes. goal you could obtain. That is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> are you playing anything else? <laughs> uh, so going through Miles Morales Spider Man. Uh, it's, sure. It's like. You know, it's Spider-Man PS4, just, like, newer. What's the, uh... So I heard people complaining that they went a little too Spider-Verse with the origin story. Like, they, they followed it oh, a no, little too... Oh, no, like, man, I think I've said it before, but, no, this, like, Miles Morales Spider-Man is very clearly inspired by Spider-Verse. There's, like, Lee, all the... You know those moments in Spider-Verse where, uh, he first makes his suit, so they put on, like, a rap song while he's swinging through the city and all these cool yeah. moments... They do that, like, six times in the game. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, First game didn't have enough of that. Yeah, which isn't a bad <laughs> thing at all. Uh, um, just like, yeah, but they're doing everything from Spider-Verse. They got Prowler, they got the dad, like... So, the thing about copying Spider-Verse is that Spider-Verse actually told a story that was very close to his comic book origin. Yeah. So... I, with the dad and the prowler and all that kind of stuff, this is all stuff that was in the first twenty issues of the comic. So like, it, it yeah. is his. It's his it, origin you know. story. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah. Look at Peter. Like Peter gets bitten by a radioactive spider. You can fill in the gaps therein. But but the whole thing with Uncle Ben and all that kind of stays the same. We've had how many reboots of Spider Man? Right. Not everybody. Seen Uncle Ben get shot. Yeah, how I many get times? why they did it. Not everybody's super familiar with Miles Morales yet. So like yeah. in the game too, you might have not seen the Spider Verse movie. So like, let's do this. Um, and and to be fair, that Spider Verse movie is fucking awesome. Oh, it's I watched it last night. Coincidentally, I'm like I, this hey. is very ironic. I watched it again last night. It's very good. Um, the fact that they made the mentor Peter Parker uh, out of shape, divorced Jewish guy is fucking awesome. Like, it's, <laughs> why, the, why the Jewish? <laughs> I don't know because like you never like what other Jewish superheroes are there. Uh, did they explicitly make him jewish in spider-verse and they show the wedding like when he's like oh yeah i got married got divorced when they wearing the yamaka when they show the wedding they show like yeah it's a jewish wedding like the stomps on a glass yes they stomp on the glass yes that's it Uh, okay yeah so he's jewish in that universe uh so that's pretty neat but yeah um (laughs) so yeah but then they'll also do things in the miles morales game that tease things that happen in spider-verse but don't actually go through with it so, like, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is totally about to fucking die in front of Miles, just like Spider-Verse, and then he doesn't. And then they're like, ah, gotcha. 
I mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what was the tease at the end of the actual Spider-Man game? Was like uh, uh, Norman Osborn. Uh, Harry is missing, and he's in like a tube in Norman Osborn's yeah, and uh, spoilers. It's either it's either, and it, it looks like a mix of the Green Goblin, Goblin Juice, and the Symbiote. Yeah, back it, to formula. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this game, uh, this game's not fucking with any of that. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's what I figured. That's just kind of on hiatus. But yeah. uh, can you do all the Miles Morales Spider? Yeah, you can go invisible. Can you, can you, you can go, punch. Go. You can venom punch people. You can venom slam Shh. people. Um, Sick. Can you go invisible? Yes, you can go invisible. That's what I said earlier. Come on. Oh, um, he, in general, I think he swings and has way better maneuvers than Spider-Man, if that makes sense. Like, he's very Miles morales from the Spider-Verse, so he's doing lots of, like, loose backflips, putting himself upside down all the time. Um, yeah. And they put a constant, like, lo-fi hip-hop beat while you're swinging, as opposed to the heroic thing you'd get with regular Spider-Man. Right. So that's pretty cool. Overall, it's like it's Spider-Man PS4 both Miles Morales. Like it's pretty good. <laughs> are you playing in like performance mode or are you playing with all the fancy bells and whistles like reflections and shit turned on? I forget. I know for sure I'm playing in performance in Demon Souls right. because it's unfucking playable in resolution mode of 30 frames per second. Like get out of here. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man, I'm not too sure. I'm pretty sure I checked out both of them and they were very sl- similar, so I didn't really care. Fair enough. And that's it? Some Call of Duty on the side? Did they integrate any of the, the Cold War stuff into Warzone yet? No, or? that still hasn't happened, and no one knows what the fuck is happening. <laughs> Sounds about right, yeah. Uh, so I beat, uh, I rolled credits on Pokemon Sword yesterday. I, uh, I As you said, I had some trainer battles still to go. And, le- like, the game left a, a better taste in my mouth than the rest of the game did. Um... It, like, in terms of the region and, like, what they tried to do, and we're going to talk about this in another 15 minutes at the end of the episode here to finish our Pokemon conversation, uh, but I like the idea of a tournament versus an Elite Four. I like the idea of, the, like, there's a champion, you all fight in a tournament, and then whoever wins fights him, and then w- what gave me Harry Potter vibes is, like, in the middle of this tournament, things are afoot. So this fucking Rose guy, can you explain to me what no. this, this guy's plan is in this, no, in this game? I have no fucking clue. And he's the worst villain in the Pokemon series by a fucking mile. Because he's not even a villain. He's just like, he's like, oh, we're going to use Dynamax Pokemon for energy. And then, yes. okay. and then yes. you basically go up to him and go, no, that's a bad. And he's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. He rips, he rips a hole in time and space or some bullshit. And uh, Ecturnius, or whatever the fuck you want to call him, the poison dragon, comes spilling out of there. And his plan was, well, Lee, the champion, which, let me tell you, is still confusing because I didn't name my main character Lee. So when they keep referring to Lee, I'm like, who the fuck are they? Oh, right. Uh, and his name's not even Lee. It's Leon. Anyways, uh, the, the plan here was that Leon is going to fight this dragon and then they're going to Dynamax the dragon and this dragon will be able to power the Galar region? Yeah, like, like, give them electricity. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Lee fucks up. Remember? He throws a Pokeball. He throws a base-ass $200 Pokedollar Pokeball at this fucking Cyber Dragon. And lo and behold, the Pokeball explodes into two pieces. And you and Hop, Hop, who is one of the worst supporting characters in all of Pokemon game history... Like, I'm going to talk about this at the end of the, the episode here, but the way they try to make you sympathize for Hop, this fucking loser that you 
you kick his ass so many times. He never changes up his team. You always know the order he's going to send his Pokemon out to the point where you can just, like, completely wipe him. You're supposed to feel sorry for this guy that you're essentially living his dream. No. I want a rival who's, like, a, a piece of shit. Yeah, like, let me I, let me feel good about winning, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why Why do I, like, they they really go out of their way, especially in these games now, for the, the gym leaders to be, like... To, to have these personalities where it's just like, oh, we're all friends. And, like, I don't really go in for that. Anyway, right, so during right. this tournament... Like, you go to Pokemon you, uh, Yellow, you go up to Lantern yeah. Surge, and the Terran Surge is like, I'm going to fucking blast out, you piece of shit. Yeah, it's his job, <laughs> yeah. you know? He, he doesn't want to get to know you. He wants to beat you in a Pokemon battle and then go on the internet and wait for the next kid to show up. Right, you. Uh, <laughs> right, you. And then what the double... Lieutenant Surge ac- actively made a security door in his gym <laughs> to keep people with out. a puzzle so that no one could even fucking bother him at work. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. He he put a he put a he planted a tree at the entrance that no one could get by. Yeah, he's like no you one's to, coming in here. Yeah, you had to go toss off a, a ship captain right. to to get the thing to cut Sabrina the tree puts fucking teleporters in her gym so you could potentially get lost for like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> what do you think about it? Uh, anyways, so you you fight Rose, who has this awful plan. Uh, you, you team up with the legendary dog wolves, right? But uh, he is pl- like he immediately gives up on his plan as soon as you beat him. So it's like, what kind of plan was this that you're so like easily giving up on it? It was a very loose plan based on the idea that that Lee or Leon was going to be able to capture this fucking Pokemon that you handedly capture afterwards. Yep. Um. Anyways, uh, so you get back to the tournament and uh, you 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 win or you don't. I guess <laughs> it depends on your your level of. Uh, I keep forget. Like I liked the matches leading up to that final match, uh, but they did a bit of a, a a difficulty like hike right at the end. Uh, but I had also moved in some of my Pokemon from Pokemon Home that I wanted to use. I got a Magmortar. I got a. I got some other cool shit. But they were all kind of under leveled. But I'm like, ah, their stats are good, and I can baton pass off to them and try to try to get some shit going here. So I legitimately had fun in the end of this game and the, and the way it's structured with the battles and whatnot. Then there's an epilogue, uh, which I assume leads up to me being able to capture uh, the the dog on the cover of the of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Good theme. And then, uh, and then you know, wild areas and raids and all this stuff we'll talk about at the end of the episode here. But yeah, so Pokemon's d- done. Man, it's like just a weird game is all I have to say about that this gen so far. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, trying to fit in some Destiny. Sure. Uh, when don't the, you? The new stuff's great. <laughs> they added a new raid. Uh, they basically announced online, hey, once this raid is uh, beat, canonically something will change in the universe. We're going to add more quests. I think stuff like that is really cool. It gives a really sense, uh, gives a good sense of community uh, to the players of Destiny, like like it would any MMO. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about Destiny as we go here, because there's some season pass stuff that comes up in the news. But uh, if you've you've played nothing else, let's uh, let's hit the news. Sir. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man game saves. Uh, I don't know why this was so ham-fisted at launch, but you can now move your PS4 saves to the PS5 and play them on the PS5 version. So if you decide to go back to Spider-Man, the initial game there, read, you can now move up your save data. I don't plan on it. (laughs) Right on. That was the whole thing that was confusing to me is like, if you had played that first game to replay it, 
uh, like it hasn't been that long kind of thing. So like yeah. they, they've given you this this expansion, this Miles Morales standalone thing. Just play that. Uh, yeah, in my this... opinion, what would have been a lot better was like here you can either digitally download the Miles Morales DLC for PS5 or you can buy a physical copy. But just put your fucking PS4 game in the goddamn PS5 and have your save data through cloud, you idiot. Uh, yeah, no, Sony seems to have, like, fallen ass backwards into that, whereas Xbox was like, this is the entire reason this console exists, is all that stuff's gonna move up with you. Sony was like, we'll leave it up to the publishers, even first-party publishers, in the case of Spider-Man, even with Miles Morales being a fucking launch game, where a lot of people are gonna be playing Spider-Man on your new console, they didn't see it fit to lock that shit down, uh, and people are having all kinds of weird, weird issues with the PS4 to PS5 stuff, so... You know, it's it's, it's an afterthought weird, to Sony. It's even weird that, that to, PS4 stuff is. It's even yeah, weird. What are you saying, sir? It's even weirder to me that people want to play the PS4 game on PS5. <laughs> I mean, listen, you, you you spent all your money on the PS5. You got nothing left. You got to play your old PS4 game. I, I have nothing left except Spider-Man. Yeah, that's <laughs> all. <laughs> it's is killing Spider-Man, and then you slam your fist on the table and laugh maniacally. Uh, Epic Games has announced they're going to do a Fortnite crew subscription. What is this? Well, it gets you the Battle Pass, monthly cosmetics, and plenty of V-Bucks to spend on further cosmetics. Uh, this brought me to the the question, Reed, do you, have you ever spent money on a season pass or a subscription fee for a video game? A season pass? Um, like Warzone has season passes, right? No, they... Well, the, no. Um, season no? pass would imply, like, here's, like, we're gonna have, like, three small DLCs and, like, two big ones, and if you buy a season pass, you get all of those. Caught oh, in- this is more referring to, like, games as a service. So, like, Destiny, for example, every few months there's a new season, and you level up in the season and get bonuses and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, some games I do, some games I don't. A battle pass, yeah. perhaps, is what I'm trying yes. to say. Yes, yeah, in yeah. COD, if I'm really into COD that month, I will buy the battle pass, and then if I feel like I'm not going to be playing that much that month, I won't buy it. Like, map packs don't exist, right? Map pack, no, all no. map stuff is free, right? No, like, in, as far as COD is concerned, it's like, wars, it's like battle pass and coins to buy uh, cosmetics. Is That's it. That's the purchases. There's no maps to buy or DLCs to buy besides that. I see. Yeah. I see. Uh, speaking of our favorite online games, Red Dead Redemption Online will get a standalone online version. This thing is going to go on uh, on sale for twenty US dollars, uh, but it will have a seventy five percent discount available through February fifteenth. So only five US dollars. I'm assuming around six ninety nine, seven ninety nine. I don't in, man, in the Canada's Red Dead Two Online is just way worse than the story. Even like, do you want to hear the best part about this? The online only partition that you can buy for five dollars is one hundred and twenty three gigabytes. Holy fuck. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, man. They they added those those jobs and like stuff you could actually focus on doing in the game, but it's still that weird Rockstar cryptic uh, yeah. kind of uh, kind of system with it. Oh, man, and I, I have not enjoyed my please. time with Red Dead Online <laughs> unless someone's literally leading you by the hand, telling you what to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can play Red Dead Two online for like half an hour before I'm like, oh, this is like we're just. It feels like we're doing nothing. <laughs> Yeah, and at that point, like, because I, like, the same person I would have played Red Dead with, we also were playing GTA for a time, and at a certain point, there's so much more in GTA to do, oh, GTA. on top of it just being a faster-paced game that... GTA 5 Online is a far superior online game than Red Dead 2 Online, and there's no competition there. Right. Ro- in terms of Rockstar's offerings, GTA 5 Online is yeah. the way to go. In terms of 
overall online offerings. You know, GTA is a weird, it's a weird nut to crack, man. Let me, I'll just tell you that. Yeah, the racing's fun, um, though. I love the racing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that game's seven years old now. Like, it, it, GTA V lasted a whole nother console generation. It came out on PS3 360. They did the upgrade for PS4 and Xbox One, and now it's available on PS5 and and series x and it's it's getting another release like a proper native release for full price as far as i know yep like do they ever even need to do a gta 6 like, like not if people are just gonna keep going online to spend money on cars and shit like no like is the next game from the ground up are they just building an online game is is my big question that like would, all the story content and then and, that yeah. would change up the fucking rockstar formula it would make things a lot more interesting you don't necessarily oh. have to do it as a full online experience but something akin to a souls game where uh you can request help but requesting help also invites people to take you out that'd be pretty neat yeah, unfortunately, the game will still move like you're fucking swimming through a swimming pool yeah. of molasses. Yeah, but... it'll still play like a big pile of dog <laughs> shit, but who cares? <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat 11 gets a new skin pack. Sure. I know you like a good skin pack, Reed. Sure. Uh, based on the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, so these are pretty... They got Christopher <laughs> Lambert in there. Wow. Uh, doing ri- like doing Raiden. Goddamn. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Check that out. Uh, quick shout out to K-pop superstars BTS, who will be collaborating with the game Maple Story. I only wanted to mention this because they keep doing video game streams. These guys, the world's fucking most famous boy band, and they keep playing Gang Beasts, which to me is a game that when, when it was in beta, it was something I had on my I boot up on my laptop, and me and my buddies would would sit around and laugh laugh at it. Kind of followed it through its uh, through its you know history, and then of course when it eventually fully released, bought it on multiple consoles and just enjoy it like it's a good it's a good party game like hey you guys want to play some gang beasts yeah yeah yeah. throw some gang beasts on and then to see bts fall in love with this gang beasts game that's that's a relative unknown game uh was funny to me i don't know <laughs> it's just like have you ever played gang beast read you probably no, really i've seen it. gameplay but you know me i fucking i don't like indie games i don't like arcade or party games god, like, god damn <laughs> it, yeah that's it. like i sorry i like some fucking substance in my goddamn video game wow <laughs> wow holy smokes yeah i fucking hate among us like i can't play that game <laughs> yeah this is this is more when it comes to those kind of games uh to me it's all like like call of duty is it's there has to be some form of progression right either literally numbers are getting bigger or your skill is getting better right. and, and you and learn I've, things yeah i've told multiple people this before but if this car did not have the weapon progression system that it does which is my favorite thing in any call of duty by the way i would not be playing this game yeah yeah, yeah. that's the thing with with gang beasts is like oh you learn you're basically learning the physics engine and you learn how it applies to your other characters so that at first you're just like playing grab ass rolling around on the floor but by the end of it you learn if i pick you up by the ass and do this move with the controller, I can, like, properly German suplex you off a building, and uh, it becomes fun. Uh, Nintendo is shutting down Super Mario Maker level uploads in 2021. Do not fear. We are talking about the Wii U game here. Uh, <laughs> the Wii U game is still far superior to the Switch version, even with all the Switch's added features. Uh, the the way the touchscreen worked in that game, you know, the, the online sharing stuff could have been better, but Super Mario Maker, I had a really hard time not naming my game of the year that year. The only reason I didn't is because fucking Metal Gear Solid 5 is so goddamn fun. Metal Gear Solid 5 is damn fun. It's a shame about everything else. It's a shame about everything around the sides of it. Uh, Fallout 76, they got a new... They got a new one of them DLC updates. They're sure. rolling it out a week early for Thanksgiving. It's Fallout 76 Brotherhood of Steel. 
Read. Do you follow the Fallout canon at all? Yes, I do. I, I am very knowledgeable about the lore of Fallout. But I, when, so, as soon as you said the DLC is called the Brotherhood of Steel, I can just uh, fucking imagine the suits. They're, they're okay. They're sitting around a big long table at Bethesda. Okay, they have like yeah. they have like some old Chinese food, like hanging around. <laughs> like one of them smoking a dart, and they're just sitting there for like sure. half an hour. Then one guy's like, "Brotherhood of Steel." Like, <laughs> yes. They're like, why make new factions or characters when we can ri- rely on perverted versions of the originals? So my my question here is that Fallout seventy six is only set. 20 years after the bomb It drops. makes no yes. fucking sense for Brotherhood of Steel to be created at this point. No, so they, they went full on with mole men and like super mutants and then like you canonically explain the super mutants and stuff away but they have like dragons and like all these all these creatures that don't exist uh, in other Fallout lore per se or or certainly don't exist 20 years after after Yeah, the absurdity the of a bunch of dudes coming out only 20 years after the bombs drop. It's only been 20 years. Most of these dudes are still alive and they're like we need to preserve technology and shit like that. And it's like there's a suspension of disbelief, but like in terms of of what radiation does to nature and wildlife, like we have a real life uh, situation in Chernobyl here on Earth where we are just now starting to see some mutations in the local wildlife. And it isn't, hey, look at that cat. It's 30 feet tall. It has dragon wings. It's, hey, look at that cat. It's a different color than it used to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the three-eyed fish kind of thing. Uh, yeah, the world, but- like, even if the world did get bombed, it wouldn't immediately turn into a Fallout apocalypse in 20 years. Like, so, Yeah, that, that suspension of disbelief aside, the Brotherhood of Steel are an established faction in Fallout lore and like they don't do they exist 20 years into the post apocalypse like, i don't i i'm not so familiar that i can give you the time that they were created but i know that if brotherhood was steel was founded to preserve technology um everybody that came out 20 years after the bombs fell would be familiar with said technology and wouldn't feel like it's something that needs to be preserved or some shit i like yeah, these people aren't even necessarily, like, from vaults and stuff. Like, they could literally be just American citizens right, from other parts of the country that weren't bombed, like, right? Like, you ever heard of the Stalker series? Yes, Yeah, so that's what Fallout 76 should look like. Like, an in-between between, like, what the world was and what it's going to become in later Fallouts. Yes, Reed, but they didn't put any human characters in the game. So you can't fucking do it. <laughs> The first DLC update added NPCs that were humans to the game. Holy shit. It was just robots and enemies before. Which, it's, like, I understand what they were going for. I understand the pitch. No human players. The only other human players are actual other players. And we've made a map that's four times the size of Fallout 4, ensuring that those human players never fucking see each other ever. I don't get why you wouldn't want people to see each other in an online-only game, but... It's like you can work in a, in a team and you can and it, like I have some pretty fond memories exploring in Fallout 76 just based on here's an interesting spot of the map that has enemies that won't just obliterate us. Let's go. Let's go do our Fallout thing and playing that with a buddy and having a pretty good time. But just wishing that, you know, the, the bill of goods we were sold here was like Fallout 4, but with a buddy. Not quite what we got. Yeah. There, well, like, and for the I price would... you can probably find this game now. If you're a huge Fallout fan, you should play this game. All this, all this additional content is free. Right. But what I would um, want in that game is the ability to go fuck with other people, and like, it doesn't sound like that game provides that uh, experience. 
like, it's there. It's just that unless you're specifically grouping with someone, you're probably spread out. Unless you're, like, a newbie and then you're close to the, the beginning cities of the game. But in terms of, like, a map to explore, it's great. Like, you, you could do worse. But it, <laughs> you know what? Like, it has it has the repair mechanic. It has... And, like, it's... And it's bad. Like, you, you use your guns. You get into a too big of a firefight... The next, you know, how many hours of uh, two to three hours, you can't, you can't get into a firefight again. You need to replenish your ammo. You need to replenish your stuff. Building stuff in the game, you know, all the ba base mechanic stuff is there. Of yeah. course, now it's gated behind. You have to find the plans to build the thing. But then that means when you do get the plans and you do build the thing, you feel special. You feel unique. And when other players wander by or your friends come over to your in-game house, they can, they can hang out with you and see it. Like, that's all great. The idea of that is all great. It's just the everything else, as you said, with uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. <laughs> Fallout 76. It's it's a 5. Uh, uh, maybe they'll get there. Maybe they'll they'll add enough to that game. Maybe they'll add a proper campaign to it that you can run through. That would be kind of cool. Otherwise, uh, watch from afar. And if you are genuinely interested in it, it's it's okay. It, it, you can check it out. It's cheap. Go, go fucking play that game. PlayStation Plus subscribers will get access to three games in December as part of their subscription. Just Cause 4, Rocket Arena, that huge flop, and uh, Worms Rumble. If you haven't checked out Just Cause 4, it's a great open world game where you can attach rockets to cows and shoot them in the moon. Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, that th That is a... So the fourth game in that series has a gimmick where the bad guy can control the weather. And not in like a Storm X-Man way. He's got like a, like a, like a, like a science way of doing this. Yeah. So he's literally, like, other cartels are showing up with AK-47s and, like, shitty Jeeps shooting bullets. This guy's just like, no, fuck him, and wipes him out with a tornado that he can control. <laughs> is uh, It's pretty good in terms of a villain concept, but whatever. I digress. Pokemon, Reed, it's time to stop talking about Pokemon. Holy shit. And in order to do that, we need to talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield, the most recent main series. Is that all we have left uh, to talk additions. about? What's that? Is that the only game we have left to talk about? We're here, baby. It's Pokemon Let's Go, and it's Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, we made shit. It. Oh, my God. Uh, so, Pokemon Let's Go, being the first you could consider spin-off main series games on the uh, the Switch, changed a lot up. These were meant to be casual games. They literally launched it with a Pokeball controller uh, that's still used in Pokemon Sword and Shield if you, you choose to. Uh, but this was more of a tie-in between Pokemon Go and and the main series games, using Kanto, specifically the yellow special edition of the game, as a backdrop. Uh, you either start as Pikachu with Pikachu in one or Eevee in the other. Uh, the Pokemon appear on the map, which is something, of course, they carried over into Sword and Shield. However, in this game, uh, you do not battle Pokemon to weaken them. You just throw balls, Pokemon Go style. Uh, and then, you know, has all the battles therein, has a s system where you can quickly swap Pokemon to your box and to your hand. So, the, the, in terms of difficulty, there isn't. There isn't. <laughs> Especially if you yeah, play with straight two up people. Yeah. So, when Let's Go came out and they're like, you can play with two people. And I was like, oh shit. All these years, been wanting to play multiplayer, co-op. 76 all over again. <laughs> yeah, co-op Pokemon. And then, so I get into a fucking game with my girlfriend and we go up against the first trainer, and it's two on one. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, what the fuck? Team Rocket rules, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? What? Jesse James. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, as far as let's goes, I can't give much input because I didn't make it past that point. I had no interest in playing it anymore. I'm like, I'll go play Fire Red or Leaf Green, which is a far superior version of this game, and then I'll move on yeah. with my life. 
yeah, if you're if you're a Pokemon diehard, uh, but but you like the challenge, you like the battling. This wasn't the game for you. Of course, what's cool about this game is. Uh, it does give you a updated, again, 3D rendered version of Kanto, which is fun to explore. The music is great. Uh, the Pokemon, uh, there's a lot of variety. They change up where Pokemon can appear. I like that. Uh, evolved Pokemon can show up, even if they're lower levels. This is something Pokemon Yellow did, too, that the whole Pokemon series hasn't really done, which is having evolved versions of Pokemon appear in the wild under the level with which they can evolve. I always like that. Finding a Pidgeotto in Viridian Forest in Pokemon Yellow, where it's like level 9 instead of just being a Pidgey, I thought was cool. This game does that. Uh, other than that, there's there's not much to say here. This is exactly a remake of Yellow. Everything is where you think it is. Um, what's cool is, of course, you can move these Pokemon into Pokemon Home now and onto Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, so there is some some good, good stuff there. Of course, this also linked up with Pokemon Go, I think, at some point. Uh, and yeah, the, the co-op stuff, the multiplayer stuff is an afterthought. It's for parents to play with their kids and make the game even easier. If I remember correctly, the second player just uses the Pokemon in the second slot yep. of the main main character's roster. Yep. Uh, so that's Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, and people are, are kind of clamoring. They're like, let's do a Johto one. I'm like, I would prefer we don't. Like, how about, uh, and this also how, makes me question how about like the games? Diamond and Pearl remakes, which seem inevitable, right? Yeah. Would they do a proper you know, full, from the ground up, legit version of Diamond and Pearl now? Or will it be Let's Go Diamond and Pearl? Or will it be... Uh, more of a casual romp? Will it be Final Fantasy yeah. Diamond Pearl Platinum Remake? <laughs> yeah, despair. Yeah, uh, fucking go show uh, up at the end. Give me like... some pause. <laughs> we, we don't need to keep going back uh, to the old Pokemon games, uh, I don't I don't think. I, it seems inevitable, obviously, because they, they've set a precedent for it, but uh, if they're going to do more Let's Go's, yeah, let's do a Let's Go Johto, and, and there still will be Soul Silver and Heart, Heart Gold as a legitimate, uh, really fun-to-play remake of the original games, if you can't find a Game Boy Color. <clears throat> Sword and Shields! Concept planning began immediately following the completion of Pokemon's uh, Sun and Moon in 2016, while full production began a year later in September of 2017. Like previous installments, uh, they chronicled the journey of a young Pokemon trainer aiming to become the Pokemon champion, this time in the new Galar region, uh, which is based on the United Kingdom. The main objective of the game is to dethrone the Pokemon League champion Leon in a tournament uh, the various other gym leaders and rivals also take part in, whilst dealing with Team Yell, who is, who is a nothing in this game. They're not even bad uh, guys, the, like they're cheerleaders. Yeah, they're they're like kind of mean-looking cheer. They're like the jocks at the end of a sports movie that have to reluctantly stand and clap for the hero at the end <laughs> when they realize that, you know what? This guy is the shit. Yeah. Uh, and the nefarious conspiracy within the league. Uh, the conspiracy within the league, which I like as a... Uh, there's nothing more corrupt in Europe than, like, the soccer leagues and the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. So, at a certain point, I like the commentary that there's a conspiracy within this Pokemon League and the main guy is, like, trying to do some shit. Uh, Sword and Shield introduces only 81 new Pokemon alongside 13 new regional variants of pre-existing Pokemon. Dynamaxing, which increases the size of Pokemon under certain conditions. Gigantamaxing, which additionally changes the form of certain Pokemon. And the Wild Area, which is a large open world area with free camera movement that contains cooperate battles. The two games also reintroduce uh, features previously seen in Sun and Moon and Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, such as uh, regional variants and roaming Pokemon. Except they got rid the of a lot of features, Lee. They got rid of Mega Evolutions and Z moves and the national decks. Oh my god. The decision to not include all pre-existing Pokemon in Pokemon uh, Sword Shield. Read, what is the tagline of Pokemon? Catch them all. Gotta, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon. Pokemon Sword uh, and Shield, gotta 
get most of them. This is not the first Pokemon game where we couldn't catch them all. There are previous games in the series where obtaining certain Pokemon from previous versions became very difficult, if not impossible. But then the internet uh, happened, Lee. <laughs> but then the internet happened, Reed. Uh, also, the the precedent, of course, set with Ultra Sun and Moon and all those games where it's just like, yeah, if a Pokemon exists, it exists in this game. We have the sprite, we have everything we need. It's there. Uh, so the decision not to include all the Pokemon in the National Dex resulted in a controversy known as Dexit and calls for the boycott months ahead of the release. Despite this, uh, Sword and Shield received generally positive reviews from critics. Particularly praise was aimed at the creature design, new features, and the emphasis on simplicity, player freedom, and streamlined encounters. Although some criticized the game's smaller Pokedex and a perceived lack of polish or depth. There is uh, no polish or depth. This game looks like a fucking 3DS game on the Switch. Like, compared to Breath of the Wild, which is a fucking Switch launch title, looks fucking gorgeous. Compare it to fucking Pokemon Sword and Shield. Pokemon Sword and Shield looks like a goddamn Korean mobile game. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's not fair to Korean mobile games. <laughs> uh, so this game came out November 15th of 2019. The Pokedex and lacking those, those features hurt. But on top of that, uh, th there's something about this game. There's something about the way it's put together. Uh, that just feels wrong, that feels off, that feels like something that's actually worse than what came before it, and rarely in the Pokemon series is that the case. There'll be ones that you, you like more or less for one reason or another, but this is the first time that it felt like a, a genuine step back. It felt like a spinoff. It felt like a like it felt like a spinoff that they were trying to make as also a very hardcore RPG. But then at some point, they're like, fuck it, let's just reroute this into the new main series game, but we'll keep all the dumb changes. Like, no fucking roots, no goddamn gyms, no goddamn fucking anythings. No National Pokedex. The cutting fucking Mega Evolutions is such a heinous fucking crime, considering how much good it did for so many Pokemon. Uh, it's, it's unspeakable. And Dynamax is a dumb fucking gimmick, and I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, in terms of how Dynamax works, your Pokemon gets big for three turns. Its moves become more simplified, power moves. And uh, they have, have insane bonuses. Yes. Uh, so it's not unlike Mega Evolutions, uh, only Mega Evolutions lasted until your Pokemon fainted, whereas this lasts three turns, and it's like kind of a rubber band and mechanic. And it doubles for, for your Pokemon's HP specifically. It can absolutely swing a fight, whereas Mega Evolution could make a Pokemon better. A Dynamax will make a Pokemon, like pretty fucking unreal for like three turns but the problem yeah. that is that you can structure your team to be ready for anything but all they need to do is one good dynamax to just fucking wipe out your whole team because they could get plus three speed or plus three attack from it indeed uh instead of doing a special edition of this game pokemon gun as it were uh, they did two downloadable content expansion packs, Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra, which neither of us has played. If I and aren't <laughs> ain't, uh, burnt out on Pokemon after doing this epilogue, I might actually check those out, uh, <laughs> just because I, I like collecting them all. Yeah, like I, I love to complain about Sword and Shield a lot. I do have over 300 hours in the game, just because I play so much fun. <laughs> no, the amount of time it takes to actually grind out and prepare Pokemon for online competitiveness is at least fuck like a five or ten hour process for a single pokemon so when i say i have like 50 or 50 plus pokemon ready for online battling with perfect ivs and evs and everything that's a lot of fucking work yeah absolutely and i'm getting to that point now i'm gonna be be doing my uh my training because i gotta battle you at some point so you fucking shut up about it already yeah because i'm way better than you <laughs>
I mean, in terms of, of, of strategizing in a battle, sure, but but I got something you don't have. Heart? I'm a wild I'm a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> I got heart, that's right. Got heart. The heart of the cards. Heart and as soul. it were. Uh, yeah, so Pokemon Sword and Shield, we, which we have talked about throughout this, what, 10, 11-part discussion on Pokemon it's, the main series. It's been a long time. Uh, it, yeah, is, is a kind of a sour grapes note to, to end this entire conversation on, where we've we've absolutely swooned over some features in previous games, and, and kind of as the time goes on, realize, hey, this is a pretty complete Pokemon game, but it's got these problems, and to have those kind of mount over time, especially with this now, where all Pokemon are still not available in this game. Right, and that's... And, and they're getting there. And that's they're not, adding them back slowly with this expansion yeah, stuff. And that's so. not even getting to the specifics of Sword and Shield and the problems with the weak-ass story, the non-existent uh, competitor, rival, whatever you want to call it yeah uh no bad guys team yell in my opinion does not count like they literally don't hinder you at any point they're just there to cheer on that one girl uh yeah the lack of roots really hurts how big the game feels the wild area is decent um but once you reach the end game the wild area is fucking useless because every pokemon in it is level 60 with shit evs and ivs you're just going to be spamming raids at that point uh, right. The like the game makes its own new features useless by the end of it. It's crazy. <laughs> like the wild yeah. area is useless at the end. It's useless. Yeah, it re- it really could just load you into different raids at random. Yes. And in terms of a gameplay point of view, it's the same and, as what already oh exists. Oh god! And this also isn't going to how ridiculously bad the Sword and Shield Online feature menu is. Like. Yeah. There is no refresh stamps for raids option, or there is no just join a raid option. It's you search, hopefully a raid comes up. If it doesn't, well, guess what? you got to disconnect and reconnect to the internet because that's the only way to get stamps to refresh. And you want these people to make a Pokemon MMO? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> fucking Call of Duty 4 on the 360 that came out like, what, 2008 has a fucking menu where it says play a game. Pokemon Sword in 2019 does not have this. It's it's crazy. You know, I can tell you're getting worked up. And we're all out of time. So uh, what I'm going to say to cap off this conversation on Pokemon, which will never end because every time they release a subsequent game, if you're listening to Public Beta Podcast, we will be there yeah. to cover it as Pokemaniacs. Uh, but let's just remember going into Mount Silver, hearing the rumors of a trainer from, from years past that became the champion and subsequently disappeared. You find him. In the back of this cave, he turns. He doesn't speak, and that fucking music hits. Oh, it's it's like the best boss in chills. video games, man. Chills. Like, it's chills. Uh, at Tisiceberg is us on Twitter. Leatisiceberg.com is my email address. Uh, you can leave a question, topic, anything you want, wherever you see this posted. And if it's interesting enough, we might talk about it on the show. Uh, stay tuned for Sultans of Slam coming up this weekend. Also from last weekend, we will review AEW Dynamite. That's going to do it for our Pokemon conversation. What's up uh, next? We don't know. It's the busiest time of year for us at work, so maybe we wait until the new year to to truly decide a new game, or we put it up to our listeners. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, but thank you as always for listening. The Master Pokemon uh, episode will be up sometime in December for those of you masochists that want to listen to f- f- like two and a half hours <laughs> of two guys complain about a children's video game. <laughs> That's what it's all about, baby. Thanks for signing up. That's the Public Beta Podcast. (laughs)